Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. This is episode 33 for July 1st, 2017. With me as always, not with me as always. <laughs> I was just going into my regular routine. Not with me as always. Sorry, guys, this is my first one-on-one interview. You're going to have to give me a little bit of slack. But today I have with me Johnny Brooks of Crafted Podcast, Crafted Workshop. Yeah. Crafted everything. What's going yeah. on, man? Thanks for having me on, dude. Thank you. And I appreciate you walking or sitting through that terrible <laughs> intro. It's all good, man. It's all good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're out here in Oklahoma, up in your uh, home state, I guess. Yeah. First time here, so. The old woodworking event. Yeah, it's yeah. had quite a turnout. Dude, I was honestly, had no idea what to expect. You know, it was first time they ever did it, and uh, it's been a really cool weekend, so. Yeah, I think the really cool thing about it, and I think I've said this like 20 times today, is I think the coolest thing about this whole thing is now it kind of proved the fact that an event like this is yeah. going to be successful so yeah maybe you can well. not you but whoever wants to do it can like replicate this same thing and do it across the country and totally. other places so well and it wasn't exactly in some like huge city either you know it's like sky took yeah sky took you, you, oh. you had never heard of sky took before this <laughs> yeah no no this was my first time uh, even knowing about sky took so i'm not gonna lie i'm from oklahoma <laughs> never heard of it before <laughs> yeah so that that speaks to the power i think of youtube and all that stuff so i think so yeah. it's uh the first day of july today Yep. And you know we do our national weird holiday thing. For sure. Today is International Joke Day. Okay. You got any jokes? Okay. You got anything yeah. you got to go to? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think I got one. So, it, it's woodworking related joke. So, why does this greenish soft hardwood have a lot of friends? I don't know. Why? Because it's poplar. Oh. <laughs> so poplar. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So much yeah, more you innocuous. are a fellow YouTuber, a For fellow sure. podcaster. Yeah, uh, take me into your world. Like, tell me about Crafted Workshop, what you do. You make some killer projects. Thanks, dude. That is not just me buttering you up. Thanks. That is uh, my honest opinion. Well, yeah. Likewise, I, it's funny because I think you were probably one of the first people that I really watched in the YouTube woodworking side. Like, I remember you building like the penny skateboard and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So it's it been, way back. it's been a while. So like that feels like <laughs> to the dark days. decades ago to me. So yeah, I've, I've been doing the YouTube woodworking thing for, I guess a little over a year. I actually quit my day job a year ago, like the day you guys are hearing this. So this is like my one year free from the man anniversary. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> Congrats. I'm yeah, pretty stoked. It's been an awesome year and uh, yeah, it's, just an amazing community uh, my main focus i guess is like furniture that's really what i enjoy building yep. um you know the more like smaller craft items it, it just i don't i don't get as much out of it you know i love seeing that big finished piece you know whether that's a table or you know whatever it may be so uh certainly modern mid-century modern danish modern those kind of design styles really stick out to me and uh you know love working with walnut and maple and all those kind of classic you know scandinavian woods that they always loved using and uh, yeah so so i put out weekly project videos currently but that schedule is probably gonna have to give it's 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 killing me i'm trust me I know. <laughs> I, i'm working my butt off uh trying to keep up but yeah. uh it's been it's been an awesome year had some projects do pretty well and uh, yeah, so we, we also do a podcast called The Crafted Podcast. It goes out once a week, and it's myself and then Zach from ZH Fabrications and then James Wright from Wood by Wright. So. Yeah, so you just put out a project that I really enjoyed. Your nice. stool, the leather and walnut oh, kind of folding stool. Yeah. It was one of those, granted, you just said you're like, oh, I love bigger projects, but that was something, <laughs> yeah. obviously it wasn't a small project. It was kind of a new material yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So that thing was really cool. Kind of tell me, tell me about that. Or actually, before you do that, I like to do a thing, and usually it's always at the end of the episode, but I feel like this could really work for the introduction as well. Definitely. We talk about kind of, even you referenced it, I think, in the last podcast episode, but like if someone were like finding out about you for the first time, yep. what's the project video they should watch to kind of understand what you're about? And just like one you think is dope. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I think I lucked out because my biggest video, like by far, is this river table that I built. It's yeah, like that live edge that river table. Killer. Yeah, and I wanted one of those. Like I had seen, like Greg Klassen designed that, mm-hmm. and I've loved the look of that table forever. And I don't was, know why you didn't get one. They're so affordable. Dude, I know. Yeah, it's like so I, I had dingies laying around. I was going to sell my car and then buy a <laughs> coffee table. But, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a guy that was really wanting my kidney, so I was considering <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, gave it up and uh, got a sweet coffee table. But yeah, yeah so that one did really, really well. And, and it was nice because I think it's definitely representative of the style of videos I put out and just the kind of style of projects I put out. So uh, if you haven't seen that one, I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, you know, it... It fits in that modern kind of design element, but it also has a little bit of like an organic element to it too, which I think is kind of cool, you know, like Nakashima and stuff like that, like always incorporating more organic stuff. So um, that's that's the video that's also like generated the most questions because I probably get like 10 emails a week that's like, where do I buy that glass? Because nobody can find the glass. And it was like, it took me a little bit of like just calling around, but I just found a local glass company who would cut it for me. But uh what they use for it, like a water jet? I don't know how they did it. I I almost think they might have done one of the little, you know, oil rolling oh, sharp wow. wheels. I, I honestly have no idea. They just did it. I dropped <laughs> off the glass. I yep. made a little cardboard template. It was 70 bucks for the glass and then 20 bucks to have them cut it. And I'm like, I'm not going to ruin this $70 piece of glass when y'all will do this for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was... Uh, it was honestly a pretty simple project because you're just yeah, kind it, of routing along the edge of the glass. You're really letting the material do the yeah, work almost. Yeah. yeah, and and I actually, because the way that table is, you can get a pretty, like usually a cheaper slab because I bought one that was super cupped because oh, I was going to okay. rip it down the middle anyway. It didn't matter. So True. the slab was 50 bucks. So yeah. that whole table is like 120 bucks. So it was uh, that was a good one for me. So that's yeah, that that's one of my favorite projects for sure. So right on. Yeah. So moving on to the stool. Yes. I think that was another cool one. Thanks, man. You got to mix in a little bit of different kind of material. Yeah. Yeah. So I had I, I have a sponsor for the next like a couple months. It's uh, it's Aero Fastener, and they they make like hot glue guns and nail guns and and riveters, and so. Uh, I don't typically use a lot of those tools, like you know staplers. I, I've mm-hmm. never done any upholstery or leather so work. Sold out. Yeah, I sold out to the man. <laughs> well, so they, the new man. yeah, the new it man. Went from yeah, for the man seven days a week to now the sponsors. Yeah, of the man. seriously. Yeah, so like when they came on board, I was, you know, I had to kind of think out of the box because yeah. these tools are not things that I use day to day, just doing standard woodworking. So I've been wanting to do leather work, mm-hmm. and that stool was kind of based on something that Crate and Barrel has. Like they have a a similar kind of slung stool and uh so yeah i I figured hey let's use these rivets and it's kind of not only does it add some structural strength but it's also a design element in and of itself and uh was super happy with the way it turned out was leather working was way easier than i thought it would be like i Mm -hmm. was you know it's one of those things that like i love i'm super into like you know nice high-end boots and belts and nice leather wallets and you know all that stuff i i dork out on and i've just been putting it off and it's 
the tool requirement is like next to nothing. I bought like every every leather working tool I think I'd need for that project. It was like 40 bucks yeah. and now I have those forever. And it was just super simple. So, yeah, I'd, I'd highly encourage anybody who's interested in leather to to get into it because it's you know obviously a very durable material. And the uh, barrier yeah. to entry seems a lot higher Dude, than it really is. Yeah, for sure. Especially like if you listen to this and like you're more of an aspirational listener and you don't have a space to do woodworking. Like oh, leather, yeah. leather is perfect because you could do it on your kitchen table. You know, yeah. get get one of those self healing mats. It with a utility knife. Dude, I like, did cut it yeah, with a utility I had a knife. Box blade. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> nothing fancy, man. No. It's it's skin. If you can cut your skin with it, then you can cut leather <laughs> with it. Skin. Yeah. So yeah, that that was uh, really fun. I went to like the Tandy Leather location in Atlanta, and I knew nothing about leather working. I went in there, and they they told me everything I needed to buy. And I just bought it, and I think everything for that project was like ninety bucks, so nice. including the leather. So yeah, yeah so that kind of brought up an is- interesting topic. I wasn't even going to bring up, but when you talk about sponsors in this case, yeah, talking about uh, sponsors tend to get like a bad rap or sponsored um, content sometimes. Yeah. But I almost saw that as a positive, dude. Yeah, because it, it almost gave zone. you a design challenge. It, it did. pushed you, like you said, out of your zone. Yeah. Not only were you working with leather, but how many, how often do you see it riveted the way you did? Very rarely. I've never seen it. Yeah. Before. So most people they use just it's like a rivet setter, I think is what it's called, where you basically just you hammer it with a little you know metal yep. like rod, and that sets the rivet. And that obviously works really well, but a pop riveter is a tool that some people might already have around if they've had to do, you know, I, I don't even know what they use Sheet those things for. Yeah, whatever they use yeah. pop riveters for. But, <laughs> you know, that's Expert like a, over here. It's like a $15 <laughs> tool, you know, yeah. and is actually useful for stuff besides leatherworking. Yeah. And it leaves a really clean look and was really easy to learn. So Right I, on. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we're... Uh, 10 minutes something like that into it and we haven't even talked about what's on your bench like what oh, you're working yeah. on so yeah. we're at the woodworking event right now yeah and i know y'all kind of built a sort of bench out of it was a really cool visible ply yeah. bench uh that y'all raffled off yes. it came out really cool y'all Thanks, built it man. as a group uh as a podcast group yeah. but what are y'all working up or what are you not y'all what are you working on outside of uh Outside of what you were doing today. Yeah. So I've got a couple things cooking. Um, I'm actually like doing some travel. Like obviously right now I'm in Oklahoma and then next week I'm taking a couple days off and go to Charleston. So I'm kind of in between things, but I've got some stuff I'm in the middle of. Uh, I, I signed on for a couple of Make Magazine videos on their oh, channel. Nice. So that's been kind of cool. It's like allowing me to kind of do my tech side a little more you know yeah. so like i've done a couple cnc projects for them so far oh, and have you? yeah and so those have been you fun you haven't done any of that on your channel yet have you very little i think i've done one cnc project okay. and you know it was it was a mixed reception i think you know the the tried and true woodworkers it's a you know not not all of them big fans of that it's kind of to be expected yeah, almost when yeah. you're putting that out yeah. but i personally love it i think digital fabrication oh, sure. is super freaking cool and uh so yeah i'm so the, my next thing I'm working on for make is I'm a home brewer. I'm like make my own beer nice. and I'm building a kegerator and I'm trying to trying be the operative word to, uh, <laughs> to make it. So there are these like flow meters in the tap line. So when I start pouring the beer, a little Android tablet will tell me how much beer I've poured oh. and how much is left in the keg. So that's my goal. I, I don't know that I will succeed, <laughs> but I'm going to have a couple beers on and some nitro coffee. So yeah. that'll be pretty slick. Nice. Um, so that's one thing. What else, man? I've got a bunch of stuff on, on the docket, um, working yeah. on some like mission style chairs that I've been working on for way too long. And yeah. 
Dude, these chairs, I, I talked about it on our show a little bit, and chairs, I don't know, like... They're intimidating. They're super intimidating. from looking at them. Yeah. Just understanding just yeah. the angles going into it, and what, what makes me most scared is just proportion. Is oh, I dude, don't want yeah. I don't want people, like, sitting like they're all 10-year-old kids where their feet yes. can't hit, touch to the ground, and... Well, I, I'm lucky. I'm basing it off of a chair that already exists. It's for, like, a family friend. They, they have two dining chairs, and they want four more. Right. But, so... While that's introduces another challenge. Yes, okay. Yeah. So I need it to match enough so nobody will ever notice that it's a new chair and like I gotta finish it to be, you know, kind of a dead match. So that's been something that I've been working on on and off because like I'm kind of to the point where I have all the parts cut and the joinery cut on most of the like the main pieces. So if I screwed up right now, it would be very, very difficult for me to like remake any of the pieces. Yeah. So I'm like really taking my time and trying to you know, I my biggest fault is rushing. Like that's oh, yeah. that is my worst. You know, if I make a mistake, it's because I'm rushing, yeah. and so I'm trying to really take my time on this. Um, I'm also a major procrastinator, so those two things don't work very well. They really enable yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I got this new video game. I need to check that out. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, that's most of what I'm working on. But yeah, always have you know weekly videos, man. It's like. It, it's just relentless what yeah. you what you're working on. So, yeah. So I've known you for a long time, not yeah. like in, on a personal level. This yeah. is actually the first time we're meeting in person, but I've been chatting back and forth with you for yeah, really like you said, kind of almost towards whenever I was first starting, yeah. which is probably like probably about a year before you maybe. Uh huh. And so I remember you used to go by Crafted Magazine. Mm -hmm. Tell me the story with that. Were you was that something you were like kind of planning? Yeah. Well, so it started out as Crafted Magazine, and basically I had an app, and I'd put out an issue every other month, yeah. and so I, I really enjoyed it. And and so the crafted thing was really just kind of handcrafted. So I covered it was not woodworking; it was yeah. everything handmade. So you know, sweet you know leather boots and. Uh, you know, high-end denim and, you know, coffee and beer and anything that people, like, kind of poured their heart and soul into to make, yeah. I covered. And and so I loved it, and I got to go to a lot of cool places and, and you know, kind of tour cool, you know, people that were making stuff. But it was almost too broad. And so... Mm, it was hard to yeah, nail an audience with yeah. a little too little focus. Yeah, so the whole, like, riches are in the niches thing that, mm. you know, you hear, that yeah. that, in my experience, is very true. So... I, I, when we moved in, my wife and I moved into our house like two years ago. Uh, I wanted to just build some patio furniture for our back patio because I was like, man, this stuff's really expensive. So <laughs> yeah. I figured, okay, crafted. I think it could kind of work on that. You know, I'd never done any woodworking content, and I, I posted. I think like I did a like really crappy little workbench or something, and it did okay. And that was like, kind of my introduction, my introduction to the YouTube woodworking scene. And then I built the J Bates Miter Saw Station. Yeah. And, and that I, video did pretty well. It did really well. Especially for, for, for being me, a brand new channel. For having like five hundred subscribers, you know, that was like where are all these people coming from? And it was <laughs> it was YouTube suggesting people from Jay's videos. Yeah. You know, just because it had J Bates Mitersaw Station in the title, so it's like everything being Duresta inspired. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly. Like the, the go-to for like getting a little boost when you're first yeah, starting. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Those those keywords, and it's not really. It's funny. I almost didn't make a video of it because I'm like, I'm building somebody else's design. Yeah. This is like dumb. Why am I even doing this? But I'm glad I did because that really, I think, showed me the power of YouTube and and how even with very little following, you could still get a decent viewership. Mm -hmm. And that made me kind of hungry to build that audience a little more. 
And so I guess probably in like, I don't know, like June or July, I changed the name from Crafted Magazine to Crafted Workshop just to basically indicate that I was focusing all in on making stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it's evolved. And, you know, I, I quit my day job in, like, July of last year, and it's just kind of, you know, been hustling since then. So. I was about to say, so going from – because that's a drastic uh, – Yeah. That's yeah. not like no, a – quitting, No, quitting your day job with, like, 5,000 subscribers is – That's not something you do no, just, like, uh, on a whim, no, you know? No, no. So what was, what was, like, game plan? Yeah, so – Because I know, granted, like – it seems like everyone that's like making videos has like a certain neurotic like mm -hmm. obsession over it to a degree yeah. regardless of like how severe that is so yeah. like what was like the game plan and like how much were you obsessing over that whole so idea? i anybody that knows me knows that i'm like an incredibly obsessive person so anytime i get into a new hobby I learn every possible thing about that hobby and like basically try to make myself <laughs> yeah. an expert within like two weeks. Right. <laughs> so that's that's how I did with woodworking. Like I, I grew up around woodworking a little bit. Like my dad is like a hobbyist woodworker and we watched, you know, this old house and New Yankee workshop and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I was familiar with it, but my wife and I had always lived in apartments, so yeah, you know, woodworking in apartments do yeah. doesn't really work that well. So when we moved in the house I, I started to get into it. And it, it just, I, I totally fell in love with it. And my wife, I'd kind of, you know, I had worked my day job that I was kind of tired of while she was in grad school, supported her. And so as soon as she was kind of done was kind of when I was starting this YouTube channel. And she was like, all right, it's your turn. You know, like we can, <laughs> yeah. we don't have any kids yet. Like, we, you know, we keep our cost of living down. So we were, we were like, uh, you know, let's just give it a shot. So she basically just come in, came into my bedroom one day while I was asleep and was like, you should quit your job. <laughs> so I was, you know, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. So, so from that point. Yeah. It, so I, I basically, you know, put in like two months uh, notice on my old job just to, you know, not, not leave them in the lurch basically. Yeah. And uh, so I was in marketing before that. So that really kind of helped me. I learned to video edit in, in high school and, you know, wanted to, my first major in college was like TV and radio. So this was all stuff that, you know, I'd kind of been dabbling with for a long time. Yeah. So it was a really natural transition. So the nice thing was quitting my job that early on gave me a lot of time to just really put out content like yeah. very consistently and go to, you know, like trade shows and, you know, IWF and WIA and some maker fairs and stuff like that and really kind of try to network. And that has all kind of combined to, I think, work pretty well for, for growth. I think so, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's been it's been awesome. It's It's an amazing community, you know, like going from a fan to like trying to be part of the community has been just weird you know like <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like that like wanting acceptance yeah and like, i'm like do I deserve it it's like dude you're kind of like a celebrity to me and now yeah. i'm like talking to you as if you're like and a peer you know yeah exactly. it's, it's 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 a little trippy but it's amazing at the same time so yeah, yeah. Cool. so moving from you know doing youtube for what six eight months probably yeah and I mean, then you started a podcast yes it just it seems like another natural move it's if for i sure. can be as in as many places as i can yeah basically especially if you're doing it full time you know what i mean that's the thing it's like i i was kind of blessed with time you know so uh, i was trying to kind of be as many places as i could and so the podcast really i, I think made sense for that 
Uh, it's something I, I'm a huge podcast listener. You know, right. I was a massive fan of making it and Wood Talk, and now I'm a huge fan of y'all show. And so it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I used to have a really long commute at my old job, so I'd listen to a ridiculous amount of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's always something I wanted to do, and 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 it's also like. It's just not that much work at the end of the no. day. You know, it's like you spend an hour recording it or whatever, and then maybe like 30 minutes editing it, and, yep. and that's it. So, yeah, the, yeah, compared to working on a dude, project for 60 compared to freaking hours. freaking video, and it's like you spend eight hours editing it. It's, yeah, yeah. So that. That was kind of a no-brainer, and it's a really good outlet. Like, my wife gets so sick of hearing about me talking about woodworking, oh, you know? I, yeah. So I don't have a lot of, like, friends in real life who mm-hmm. are woodworkers, you know? So Right. I was talking to somebody at this event that we're at earlier today yeah. about it seems like the, the like, woodworking club is, for at least young people is the internet because if you go to a woodworking club or a woodworking i don't even know if the right word is guild Uh, but like a local yes like if i was in the oklahoma city woodworking (laughs) club it would be me and probably a bunch of retirees dude yes which is you know fine that like it's i don't care that it's like older people in it but it's also the fact that no one else in my age range is there (laughs) it's kind of just hard to like relate in that way so yeah, being able to actually talk to people with similar interests, same yeah. age, it's it's nice. Well, it's and a good outlet. <laughs> the business side of it too, you know, because like yeah. trying to build a digital business, I think there's a lot of things you can miss, you know. So, you know, talking to other people about okay, here's kind of the income streams that you can have, and and here's what's helping with my growth, and you know, like just basically having people as a sounding board, you know. So. Right. That's been really, really nice, and I'm a new woodworker. Like I've, I've not even been woodworking for like two years, so mm-hmm. I'm far from an expert. Like I do a lot of learning on camera, which is very stressful. But you also execute really well, Thanks, it, man. just in terms of being able to learn on the fly and be able to teach at the same time. Thanks. I would say you've progressed in terms of actual woodworking skills. Oh yeah. Like if you look at me, I'm still half laps are about as complicated as i get (laughs) whereas you're like killing it in terms of that type of stuff yeah i'm lucky to have some tools that assist with that you know like i mean i get i think that's probably the biggest like criticism i get is that i have some fancy tools like the domino being probably the biggest one and that's like that's like woodworking on easy mode you know (laughs) it's uh yeah it's an amazing tool and so I think I've been lucky to be able to progress almost faster because I have these kind of tools at my disposal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I just get totally obsessed with stuff. So, you know, yeah. I watched, like, every Wood Whisperer video when I got into it and just, you know, tried to learn as much as possible. And it's amazing all the free content that's out there. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you can learn anything you yeah, want in the world. it is ridiculous. So there's really no excuse now. Speaking not of, like, it. cool tools, you've been picking up some cool – are they Powermatic tools that you've been using lately? Yeah, Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, so – Like, that planner, I'm honestly <laughs> – like, that planner, I'm, I, I like, kind of drool over it just a little bit. It's, it's amazing, man. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I reached out to them and was like, you know – Hey, I, I have a YouTube channel. I'd like to, you know, use your tools, basically just promote them, essentially. Yeah. And so uh, we worked out a deal where they sent me their planer, their 15HH, which is the helical head one, which oh. is ridiculous. Yeah. And then their helical head joiner as well. 
And uh, basically, I built a couple pieces for their offices in just outside of Nashville. Mm. So I, talk about like a discerning or like a really yeah. Like, talk about making stressful. it for some. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, like who's snap. gonna judge? <laughs> who's gonna judge this more than an office yeah. full of people that work for a tool yeah. company, yeah. like a woodworking company? Yeah. So it was great because I mean, I, I got you know project videos out of both those pieces, and and I really liked like that. It was those curfing side mm. tables. Those came out great. Thanks, man. That was. Probably, if you haven't seen it, go look at it. There are a pair of like side table night nightstands, and for anyone that doesn't know, like what kerf cutting is, is essentially where you get usually plywood. Am I right? Yeah. It's usually a sheet yeah. good, and you make multiple passes with the table saw with about a sixteenth inch, like about a, the width of a blade. Yep. Every other, like you, you take a pass, skip the width of the blade, do another pass, skip the width of the blade. And it essentially allows you to bend the wood because you cut almost through the piece, yep. but not quite. Yep. That was really that was the first time I had seen the technique used in a functional way. Yeah. I've seen YouTube videos of people demonstrating it, yep. and it's one of those things. It's like, wow, that's really cool. You can bend plywood. Yeah. But actually seeing it in practice to make, in my opinion, some they were really Thanks, really man. cool. Some really cool end tables. Yeah. Uh, it was really impressive. The most challenging part was like trying to hide. The kerf cuts because yeah. those look terrible, <laughs> and then also where the piece like essentially connects back to itself. Oh, mm -hmm. So I pretty much you know the, to me the only functional thing you could use that for would be like some sort of cabinet where you have a drawer inside, so you're never going to see that seam on the bottom, right. or you know, and then you put a face frame on it, so you're not going to see the kerf cuts. And uh, yeah, that was something I think Jimmy Duresta did a project a while ago where he did like straight curve cuts and then did angled curve cuts and it allowed him to do this crazy lampshade thing. Oh, yeah. And so the light like came through all the curves and I just thought that was so cool. And so I started researching that process more and I guess people use it a lot for like speaker boxes and stuff for like car enclosures. No idea. It, it looks super slick, you know, like yeah. you got your big subwoofer in your trunk, you know? And it's like a tube almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can do it with MDF and stuff. I mean, it, huh. it, it works. So I think... Pretty much any, uh, it works with solid wood, but I have to imagine that any kind of you know manufactured wood is going to work better. So MDF or plywood, but uh, yeah, that was a fun one, man. I, I I was really happy with the way that came out, and yeah, that was it was a stressful one because basically the amount you space the blade, like the cuts between each cut, to determines your radius so oh that's true because the on the inside of the con yeah convex yeah the, the pieces are touching yeah so if if your spacing is too wide then you almost see like the outer edge is it has like flat spots because it's yeah. it's too wide so i had to like do a bunch of test cuts to figure out okay what makes this smooth was there like a resource online for that or was Dude, that just trialing man like just insane i just took of a bunch of scraps of plywood and it was like <laughs> okay how deep do i need to cut this and how you know how much spacing and you know it, it really didn't take that long um uh -huh. The other thing to figure out was the glue up because that was really awkward. Um, but yeah, that was a fun piece, man. I, it was. So going back to the podcast, I don't yes. know. Honestly, listening back to this, I'm going to be like, wow, how did we get to this point? <laughs> but going back to the podcast, it's an interesting dynamic that you yeah. guys have yeah. because you've got you that's like a quintessential just like woodworker. Totally. You know, it's yep. woodworking with woodworking tools. Then you have James Wright, yep. who's your quintessential 
hand tool guy totally. that doesn't touch anything that uses electricity. <laughs> yep. And then you've got Zach from ZH Fabrication that is, I mean, obviously his kind of primary focus is metal, but he does a great job at kind of blending ma- mediums and yep. kind of making really cool industrial yes, uh, pieces. For sure. So I think that's one of the really interesting things is that you guys have a cool dynamic and that you guys don't always agree. Totally. Yeah, we have... <laughs> You know, we've done a couple collaboration builds, and it's really interesting to try to kind oh, of you know uh, work with each other, figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did one after the Atlanta Woodworking Show a couple months ago, and they all came up to my shop in Asheville, and uh, we we kind of designed the project around what we each were good at. So, yeah. so like Zach welded up a metal like kind of rectangular leg, and then also forged some handles, some drawer pulls, mm-hmm. and then James cut this like crazy sliding dovetail that ended up being like the drawer slide, and then did some you know dovetailed uh, a drawer itself. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I just you know flattened a slab and made it like a waterfall on one end. So yeah. it was you know we kind of divided and conquered and it worked really just well. Played each other's strengths. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So that was really interesting. But yeah, I, I think that provides a good kind of. I don't know, just differing opinions and differing viewpoints for the podcast. I mean, I think Wood Talk is kind of similar, you know, with Shannon true, yeah. being all pretty much hand tools. Um, so it, it's pretty cool. I, I think it works out well, and uh, we always have, yeah, we, we disagree quite a bit. Even in, like, like we did an episode a couple of weeks ago on, like, whether we plan our projects out a lot, and both of them do very little planning and yeah, I, I'm, I'm like the same way dude i've got like my SketchUp model done <laughs> and have printed out my cut list and you know am totally ready to roll by the time i get in the shop so you know just people are different so it, it works out pretty well yeah it's, yeah it's fun man i know that's the thing it's even in our group with yeah. the whole idea of planning is chris is that like meticulous guy yeah i have a feeling like if we worked together obviously <laughs> obviously like we're friends and I think it would even be like more, uh, what's the word? Everyone would be even nicer just because we don't really see each other in person. We talk, you know, on the internet, but it would be the same type of thing. I think is if we were to work together, I would just be like, okay, cool. Let's go build it. But he, but he would be like, no, we haven't figured out what the inside shelf size is going to be. But I'm like, we'll just measure it when we get Uh, there. (laughs) But it's one of those things. Then in Ben would be like, I don't get it. Y'all are not using two by fours. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So I think it's kind of a, I think y'all do a good job of working together, even though it's kind of that, that kind of dynamic. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's cool. You know, we, we kind of, none of us really knew each other. I mean, I think it was kind of similar with y'all. It it, it just seems like you kind of randomly settle on people that you podcast with. And (laughs) it's been awesome, you know, because yeah. I don't think we could have anticipated that we'd have this dynamic that would kind of play off each other. Because Zach really loves hand tools too, and I'm like, yeah. I I use it like probably two different hand planes, and that's probably about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. And they're both like, oh, hand tools so sexy, you know? It's like, it's like, oh, the, the wood, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I gotta put out a project video every freaking week, so yeah. y'all can uh, do whatever you want y'all over can there. Do what you want. <laughs> I'm gonna use a power. Stand. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it just it, it works out pretty well. So very cool. Yeah, it's fun, man. So what's going on? What's uh, what's the goal for going into this year, next year? So I guess my short-term goal is probably like 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Yeah. By the end of 2017, that would be like my, my goal is like 50,000 by my birthday, which was June 10th, and I think I'd hit like 60 by then. So yeah. 
was really happy with that. And so just continuing to grow numbers. Um, I've I've kind of recently gotten to the point where I was making as much as I was in my day job. So nice. that was that was a big milestone. But so, you're not buying as much tools. No, I'm buying very few <laughs> tools. So that's that's nice. I mean, pretty much. I think I've got my shop basically to the point that I really wanted. I yeah. mean, there's not. I'm I'm very fortunate. And I know that. And, and I think, uh, but honestly, I think a lot of the like, oh, tools, 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 yeah. comments kind of thing is yeah. because it seems like you're always like getting a new tool. I know it's kind of it's kind of one of I've those. I've got like, upgrade itis, man. <laughs> dope tool that I want, but I think it'll be one of those things that like as it levels yeah. off in terms of like n- acquiring new things, I yeah. think that whole idea will yeah. like level off. It will as well. level off. That's the problem, man. Every hobby I get into, like. Basically, I like hobbies with gear. Like, what are some other hobbies? Mountain biking. Ooh. Like, I'm always like, oh, this component, it's not light enough. I need to spend like $200 <laughs> to this save frame. like half an ounce, yeah. you know? This frame is one ounce too heavy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm serious. So, like, I've had like <laughs> spreadsheets with all my bike parts in it. Like, it's to total up. Yeah. Like, this combination will yeah, be this I, many I, ounces. I nerd out on that stuff. Uh-huh. And, and home brewing, too. Like, I, I brew beer, and, you know, of yeah. course, I wasn't satisfied with the little propane burner. I upgraded this, like, you know crazy electric brewing system and anyway that's i just love gear i think i love researching stuff and just like learning about new things yeah it's kind of the same thing like did you experience the same thing with leather oh yeah man i've already like been looking at these crazy stitchers and just you know ridiculously beautiful leathers and you know i I don't know I, i just I think things are cool, and I yeah. like to research. You know, that's that's like a a hobby of yeah, mine. Yeah, just like just, knowing stuff. Yeah, I'm like, like, what's out there? Yeah. You know, and then just being able to talk to people that know about it in shorthand is yeah. just like a cool totally. thing. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's always. I, I remember as a kid, I got really into fishing. Okay. And I bought all this fishing stuff, and I had never actually gone fishing. <laughs> and then I went fishing. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, who likes fishing, man? This is awful. You're just standing here. He's like, with this gear, yeah. they should oh, be like, jumping out of the yeah. water to bite my bait. Like, Bass Pro Shop <laughs> told me that this lure was supposed to be infallible, and this yeah. freaking lure has caught nothing. I'll so. tell you what. I With fishing, I am the same way. <laughs> Growing up, my neighbor was a professional crappie fisherman. Nice. Like, full-on professional. Like, nice. he still tours like he's on wow. like the fishing shows he's on fishing shows he's on covers <laughs> of magazines all this kind of nonsense nice. but i didn't know that until i had known him for a couple of years i just yeah. thought he was like a professional fisherman thinking that like oh he goes and like guides and yeah. stuff like that yeah. but it and you know as any kid like you go fishing you go to the lake and fishing and stuff and it wasn't until i was probably like 12 or 13 that i went fishing with him yeah up until that point fishing was whack yeah because you catch like three perch yeah. in five hours yeah You're like cool this is great but i could have been doing a lot more seriously stuff that, you know what i mean i could have run to the grocery store whoa <laughs> fishing with this guy is like a thing where like you drop it in it's not more than 10 seconds yeah. and you're pulling something up and it doesn't matter what time of year it is huh like if it's fall or like if it you know what People are going to be. <laughs> yeah. People listening will actually all the know fishing, about fishing experts are going to exactly. be. <laughs> so I'm not even going to pretend like I know what you're catching, what time of year. <laughs> but if it's like crappie season, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's like you're just reeling them in. And then I went. Uh, oh, what are those big fish called? Uh, like in the like saltwater? No. Or? <laughs> Why am I even acting? <laughs> Why am I even trying to act like I know about fishing? But we went fishing another time for these big old fish. Mike here. I'm editing the podcast right now, and I just wanted to insert this. They're called Striper. I don't know why I couldn't think of that at the time. My bad. All right, here we go. And, like, we're catching fish that, like, span my entire chest nice. and, like, wider. 
like the whole day wow. it's, and it's like you catch your limit in a few hours and it's like what yeah. do you know that everyone Seriously. else doesn't? Yeah, they probably got some fancy fishing stuff. It's that's, gear. He's got some gear. He's got the gear, it. bro. <laughs> he's got that fish sonar, and he's got some super sweet lures and yeah. reels. And uh, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's gear. the secret to being good at stuff is to have nice equipment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's all about gear. So yeah. what are some other hobbies? Yeah, so mountain biking and home brewing, as I said, I'm, I'm huge into music. Yeah. I've, I've played guitar since I was in middle school, and... Uh, I built a guitar. That was one of my like first kind of projects on the channel. Yeah. I just built the body and I had, uh, I had never seen it until I went to uh I had built mine and we kinda like chatted back and forth a yeah. little bit after I made it. And anyways, you had told me about the, the guitar that you had built and somehow I didn't see it because I think I'd seen just about every one of your videos otherwise because you know, it's one of those things like It was an old one. It seems like when you chat back and forth with people, even if it is just like comments or whatever, you always tend to like tune into their videos totally. regardless. Yeah. So that was one that I hadn't seen, but you went all out. Dude, it was it was no joke. And I had no business doing that because <laughs> I didn't know anything yeah. at that point. Like it was that was the first time I'd ever used a router. Whoa. Like ever. Whoa. And so I'm, you know, <laughs> buying MDF templates and trying to do a hollow body telecaster out of like yeah. Sapili. And it but was, you were smart. You went with the right gear and instead of trying to like freehand everything oh, you got you no, spent dude. this what 75 bucks uh they sent it to me oh my god dude i'm a wheeler and dealer this bro. guy <laughs> listen this guy will not pay a dime i don't favor stuff man he can promote <laughs> i don't favor stuff man but let's even like even if you were to buy it it would have been like yeah, 75 was, yeah. bucks yeah and the amount of headaches you probably saved with that dude well, that's the problem. As a guitarist, yeah. I would have known if the guitar sucked. Yes. That was the issue. you know. So yeah. I, I wanted something that was playable, and that's why I didn't build the neck, because I knew I didn't have the skills yeah. or tools. No, business no man. That. The neck is like a whole other can of worms. So yeah. you know, I, I got the neck, and I love the guitar. It's, it's, it's sweet. I, I love Telecasters. And yeah, so music has always been huge for me. I really want to build an amp at some point. That yeah. would be... Super fun, but would I know you build a? Would you build an amp or would you build a combo? I uh, probably just do a or straight both. up old school tube amp, man. I, yeah, that's like I just want. Would some... you build a cabinet to go with it? Oh yes, matching. Of course, bro. Got to. It's got to be beautiful, like yeah. dovetailed walnut or something, just yeah. fancy, you know. So, like, what's your dream guitar rig? <sighs> man, that's tough. So, I mean, honestly, that's that's tough. So, I, I, on the electric side, I'm pretty happy with what I've got. Um, Which I, don't, is. I don't have any fancy brands. I've got actually a Les Paul knockoff. It's this mm -hmm. Agile brand. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually an amazingly good guitar for the price. And I had it set up professionally and dropped in some really nice pickups, and it sounds mm -hmm. great. Um, so I, I learned to play on a Strat knockoff, and right. so I love kind of the Strat neck feel. So I think like a really sweet Strat would be something I'd like to add to the list. Mm -hmm. Um, but then on the acoustic side, I really want like a high end Taylor because I, yeah. I I love Taylor guitars. Not Martin. No, I'm a Taylor guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I like Martins, but I just like Taylors better. You don't have to butter up to no, Martin. No, no, y'all y'all are good, but <laughs> stay in your lane. You know, I like my Taylors. So yeah, yeah, I, I love playing guitar. I, you know, in high school and middle school, I wanted to be in a band and all that stuff. And yeah. That was another another one of my majors in college that I realized also didn't have any money like music, uh, you know, studio production. At stuff. least you didn't go to college for it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I switched to basically IT. That was right. like that was my major. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, music is definitely a huge passion. For so me, when you though. were working, you were working IT. 
Yeah. So I never actually really worked IT. So I, I got out of college, and I was a huge cigar guy. Okay. I, I was like aficionado. Aficionado all the way. So again, 19 years old. Got obsessed with cigars, learned cigars everything cool. possible. Cigars are very cool. And I got way more into collecting them, I think, than smoking them. Right. And then, you know, got a job at this really cool cigar company. And uh, we were living in Miami at the time. And so that was that was my job right out of college up until I quit for, for the woodworking stuff. So wow. I did the, all of their social media and, like, web design stuff. So you already had social media experience. That was, Because, like, I mean, you, you were talking about marketing. I didn't know if yeah. that was, like, traditional, like, media marketing no. or, like, print marketing. Like, you yeah. were already, I was basically doing what I'm doing. Like, but I, and I, just now you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. So, and you're doing everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was doing, like, social media and building the website for this company and, like, uh, their YouTube videos. Like, we do mm-hmm. cigar and, and high-end beer pairings. Are you on YouTube with it? I'm on YouTube with it. What's the channel? Drew Estate Cigars, if y'all want to go check it Drew- out. I know Drew Estate. Yeah, dude. Drew Estate pairings, man. What that's me. Heck? That's me, man. I've bought from Drew Estate. Dude, that's because they're really good cigars. So, yeah. Or my dad's bought from yeah. Drew Estates. But. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I basically, like, we, I wanted to start doing pairings, and so I started, you know, doing the was YouTube Was that something videos. you took the lead on? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. That was, like, that was like my baby. Is that... So I'm assuming, because how old were you at the time? I was, so when I got the job, I was 21. So that was like my freaking dream job. And who was kind of, maybe not the guy that's like in the call on things, but who was like right above you? Right. Well, so the guy who hired me was the owner of the company. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I met him. It was Drew? It was Jonathan Drew. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So how how did he take to the idea? Was he like, if you want to do it, go for it? Oh, he was all about it. Because he he, he's a huge bourbon guy and... uh yeah, when when I joined the company, they had no social media presence whatsoever, and I yeah. was like, "You guys, you know, this was I don't know, like 2010." They had a solid uh, paper catalog. Yeah, though. they had a solid flash website, and I'm like, "Okay, first yeah. of all, there's this thing called an iPhone, and it can't even look at your website, right?" And you know, social media is king, and so mm-hmm. that was back in the day. It's like that was before Facebook even business right. pages, you know. So we had a profile. Wow. It was. Do you still or did no did no, it, like, no. we converted we converted because you, you know we hit the five thousand friend limit like oh. very quickly. So yeah, yeah so. That that's really where I learned to do you know the marketing and networking and stuff like that. So that uh, it really, you know, that I, I couldn't do what I do without that kind of foundation. So yeah, yeah that was that was huge for me. That's so. funny. You're like a little Gary V. I know, man, dude. He's he's idol, man. I I used to watch his wine library TV every day. Like, I used to, yeah. I mean, I bet that's kind of like dude, what you were modeling a little totally. bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because I did beer reviews too back then, and I was nice. like, "Bro, Gary V, this is my this is my dude right here." <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, he's, yeah, I read his books, and yeah, he's he's huge for me. Awesome. So, so I don't know. We did this during the uh, the weekend show this past week, and I asked Chris. Granted, we stole it from making it, <laughs> but like, what's something? What's something you're watching? Oh yeah. So hmm, there's a lot. So I'm trying to think who I want to shout out here. There's so many. Give me, uh, give me something you're just watching, and then give me something that you think should should be more popular than it is. So I'm gonna go what I'm watching, not with YouTube, because I think that's you know the, the common answer. So uh, American Gods, which is this Neil Gaiman book that I just listened to on Audible, the Nerd Writer guy who Chris mm-hmm. loves. 
I've started watching him, and he, he. I said what you're watching, not what you're listening okay, to. Okay, so I. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I listened to the audiobook, and they just started doing a TV show on it, and Whoa. it's outstanding. Like okay. super. It's on stars, so it's you know mm-hmm. fancy TV. I, I, you know, I yeah, I, I got it and watched it, and it's really good. So cool. That's what I'd recommend there. As far as a small like channel that's tough but i think this trustin timber guy he doesn't do all woodworking stuff but he's up in canada and an incredible videographer if you guys saw yeah. the video he did with kyle toth for oh. kyle toth's hundred thousand <laughs> yeah yeah so his channel is pretty small and his video production quality is yeah. incredible production and, value is top notch. yeah he did one recently on this like canoe trip he took and just super nice so if you're into videography, he does plenty of making content, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend Trust and Timber. Awesome. And, and his name's Trust and Timber. I mean, it's like, dude, if Trust anybody was born timber. a freaking woodworker, Trust and Timber. I, know. I honestly didn't believe that was his real yeah. name. Yeah, I'm like, you, you're very lucky, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Peter Plywood. That's uh, I'm changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> Seen your plywood. Yes, yes, seriously. <laughs> oh, something else I wanted to talk about. You got a couple minutes? Sure, man. All right. You're kind of going like you're doing the Patreon slash traditional media sponsorship yes, hybrid. Definitely. You're like the hybrid woodworkers of hybrid. Definitely, uh, I'm the hybrid sellout. The, <laughs> the hybrid sellout. So, tell me about like what your experience has been, and then kind of, I don't know. It's just, it, honestly this is half self-serving on my end. Sure. Compare the two. So for me, Patreon is not. Very good. I, yeah. I, I think, to me, you kind of have to pick one or the other. I think if you're going to try to do very well on Patreon, you cannot have your videos super plastered with ads. Because I think right. when people see that your videos are sponsored, they're like, well, he's already making money. Why am I going to throw him a couple bucks? That's a good point. You know, so, and if you look at the guys in our community who do really well with, like, selling their own plans and, and you know, that kind of non-sponsorship, you know, promotion, I, I think... Probably Jay Bates would be probably the biggest one. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really do sponsorships, and he kills it with the plans. I know. All he's got to do is make one good work bench, and he's set for life. Yeah. Apparently. So it's just <laughs> two different business models. And I, for me, I think being so new to woodworking, I felt like like I had any business making plans. Like, who am plans. I to teach yeah, people I'm like, almost? I'm still pretty fresh to this. So yeah. uh, I'm starting to try to move into the plan side and, and try to push the Patreon a little more. But uh you know, I, I think having a good balance is great because the other thing is you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, right. like that's if if for some reason my YouTube views dried up tomorrow, I'd be in a world of hurt. Right. You know, and it was one of those things. I know every YouTuber in in the like entertainment category yeah. was complaining six oh, months AdSense. ago, three months ago. It the was algorithm six, about yeah, yeah, yeah. That a like the algorithm is like not showing my content to people. Yeah. I think that was just people weren't clicking yeah, because you were getting stale. Dude, yeah. But I think the real thing is when the whole like advertiser drop off happens. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that's not aware, not in the YouTube space, it's essentially there was a few controversial videos that had ads on them, like like pre roll ads on them. Yeah. And uh, the the old Wall Street Journal who has it, uh, who sort of has it out for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, traditional media. Th- I mean, I'm not going to get on a rant here, but that's not the first time they've done something yeah, like that. Yeah. But the Wall Street Journal, I'm not going to say rightly or wrongly, exposed it sort of in a way. And uh, 
a lot of advertisers dropped out of YouTube and that really didn't at least on my end that didn't affect me a lot and no. I think that's just because we're making like the most no. quote unquote family friendly content totally. possible yeah. I mean outside of David Picciuto no one's out there cursing <laughs> and even David's not cursing no. he's just like I mean I think he bleeps everything yeah but like, he does and David's not even make, David if you're listening <laughs> that wasn't a jab uh, it's literally just like the fact that he kind of makes yes. a little edgier content yeah, than totally. most woodworking stuff in a good way and that's honestly why yeah. I watch every totally, one of his videos yeah. you know that's kind of one of the things where it's like I don't think that affected anybody in the woodworking space no. but that it could happen to everyone else on YouTube in terms of making any kind of political, yep. religious, edgy content in any way that like all their YouTube money for the most part could just dry up. Yeah. This is kind of scary oh, totally. for someone that's like putting their life. Well, like Philip DeFranco, I think yes. he was one of the big kind of outspoken guys, you know, who, who kind of saw his AdSense get hit and, yeah. You know, that's his style is to kind of comment on the news and you know, have videos get really popular because he's, you know, talking. It yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> so I think for us, you know, I, I think Bob from I Like to Make Stuff, I think, calls it like evergreen content where yeah. it won't go out of style. Woodworking, dude, we have a whole pile of woodworking magazines out here at our booth, and it's like so little has changed 20 <laughs> years ago it's like man that's the, the same biscuit joiner what people are wearing pretty much well <laughs> and i don't even know about that because if you go to those, <laughs> those true. like, like your true. woodworking clubs they're still wearing the fishing vests <laughs> and uh flannel yeah you know so yeah i mean i think i don't know i i, I think we're lucky that our content is not as i don't want like, i guess topical but yeah. you know it's uh it's really informational, you know, and, and mm -hmm. like, look at the Wood Whisperer, dude. He's been putting out videos for 10 years, and you go watch episode one, and it's, it's still incredibly relevant. It's 480p, but yeah, it's relevant. Yes, and I mean, that was, he was like ahead of the game back say, then. I know. Yeah, his stuff looks sharp compared to a lot of dudes. That's like, why are you recording in 4K? I yeah, guess that's why. Exactly. Because, because why were you recording when in 480p? When people are watching this in VR, you know, yeah. 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 So that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe I should start recording in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just convinced myself. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, uh, that's the thing. So I think diversifying and not becoming totally reliant on one platform, I think, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. And it's hard because YouTube is, I don't want to say it's easy to grow, but they make it so they want you to grow. Right. Yeah. You know, they want, they want fresh content creators on this platform and they want people staying on the platform. So they're, if you're making woodworking videos that are good, they're going to suggest them woodworking videos and, you know, you're going to grow. It's it's just a byproduct of the system. Just if you make good videos and do it consistently. Pretty much. There's no real secret. That's <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think. Consistency no, and quality, right. man. I mean, I mean, cream rises to the top. Totally, yeah. Does that actually happen? I, I don't know. I'm from the city. Because I've poured cream in... <laughs> I you think it's when it they milk in a cow. Half and half will. Yeah, I think it's when they're milking. Ah. I think it's like I don't know. I'm I'm from Atlanta. You're a dairy man. boy. Huh? I'm, I'm from I'm from the suburbs of Atlanta. <laughs> I've never milked a cow in my life. So, Me neither. Yeah, it's, I'm not the right person to ask. Awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got you got anything? Maybe I don't know that you want to ask me or anything. You got any ideas you want to talk about? I'm just super thankful that you know you had me on. This was uh, I'm sure, a huge yeah. fan of the podcast. Yeah, this is same. definitely one of my top podcast you guys are crushing it and you know I, I think having a show that 
people are just talking about modern design that's like you know that's my dream so yeah <laughs> it's uh it's been it's been awesome sweet so, well yeah. whenever we whenever chris or ben can't make it we'll have you be like uh the like I'm, go-to I'm stand all about it i like it because i mean you're 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 podcasting every week so you're already like in podcasting I, i'm zone definitely too. in the mode man yeah. yeah it's it's pretty it's i love it i mean it's yeah. i love it yeah so if anybody's not already listening to the crafted podcast you should be I think it's just it's a good mix of just like banter type conversation mixed with actual woodworking knowledge. And so if if, if you you know if you like this podcast, if you like making it wood talk, it's definitely in in that vein. So check it out. Links will be not in the description because I don't think they're clickable on yeah. iTunes, but all that info will be there. Just just search crafted podcast. Crafted podcast. Uh, Google's a good thing. Google's a great thing. It's pretty much yeah. got it handled. Just pull up your phone right now. Yeah, and, just uh, do it. Because you're probably listening. Unless you're driving. Yeah, <laughs> even if you're driving. Whoa, no, <laughs> Just go to the stoplight and you uh, go. you'll be good. Yeah, so <laughs> thanks again, Johnny, for being on. Uh, plug your Instagram, all that kind of stuff real cool. quick. Yeah, so I'm at Crafted Workshop on everything, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so... Find me. I guess Pinterest, man. I gotta start. Are you doing it? Listen to y'all <laughs> building an audience. Listen, I'm, like, I'm gonna start doing it, it too. Ben, now you've made me do Pinterest. I took a put. I did do a push up for Pinterest, yeah. uh, probably almost a year ago. Yeah, I've got a, a few thousand followers on it, but I I just. I don't know if I was doing it wrong. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't for what for the life of me. I just couldn't get things to perform the way yeah. Ben has. But he's like a dude, starting. He he, he's a little bit of a guru, like wizard stuff. But uh, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take a shot at it too. Yeah. So we'll do a follow up where yeah, we talk sure. about crafted workshop on Pinterest, bro. Hit go. it up. Awesome. And I'm uh, just search modern builds on Pinterest. Uh, and definitely follow me. Share everything you see. <laughs> yes, rebin it. Tell yeah. your wife to rebin it. <laughs> yeah, tell your wife to repin it because then her friends can yes, too. Yes, exactly. Because if if you listening pin it, I'm assuming most of people listening are guys. Yes, it's gonna fail. No one's following them, no, probably. No, I mean not to the to the guys that use Pinterest. That's awesome. I also use Pinterest, yes. so I'm not like ragging at no. all. But get your wife pinning. Yes, our stuff. Yes, for it would sure. Be great. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Nice man. Give us a. I do this for Chris. Give us a music pick. What do you listen music to in the shop pick. that you've been... Something fresh off the press. So, I mean, it's a pretty big one, but the new Kendrick Lamar record yeah. is amazing. I'm a huge hip-hop Fire. guy. Yeah, dude. I mean, just ridiculous. Yep. Um, he's yeah, he's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, the new Chris Stapleton record is awesome. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, the new Sylvan Esso record. That's something probably people don't know. I've never heard of it. It's very good. It's uh, I guess it's more electronic, but not like you know, like pumping right, house not, music. Yeah. It's like you know, <laughs> it's more not like rave. It's more no, like, no. It's like you know, more relaxed, a little down tempo, kind of indie electronic. Okay, definitely S Y L V A N E S S O. Sylvan Esso. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. No it problem, was a ton dude. of fun. And hopefully we can do it again in a few months. We'll we'll say like six months to a year. We'll do it again. Sounds good. When I'm in a million, we'll I'll give me back on. And oh, there we go. We'll have a one million. Ce- we'll we'll have a hundred a hundred thousand celebration. That'd be good. Awesome. Cool, I'm just man. waiting for the chance to be on their podcast. But dude, you're, still not anytime, getting you're welcome, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Same stuff as always. We love a review. We love a nice topic suggestion. All that kind of stuff. But really, just share it with someone you know that listens to podcasts. Tell them to listen to the Modern Maker Podcast. Tell them to listen to Crafted Podcast. And uh, have a great weekend. Oh, what are you doing this weekend? You got any plans? 
I'm flying home. Flying home. <laughs> Not this weekend. It's next weekend, next weekend. I'm going to be in Charleston, South Carolina, enjoying the delicious food and cuisine of that region. So Boom. I'm very excited. Anthony Bourdain's favorite city. So oh wow, really? Yeah, I'm. I'm Dang. all. I'm pumped. Ben's a big Anthony Bourdain fan. So am Getting I. Be jealous. Yeah, shrimp and grits, baby, all weekend. Woo woo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. See. You.